With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. of America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hassle protection over uh, over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, we'll get to the midway in just two minutes. But I, I did want to rant about something very near and dear to my heart, Okay. Uh, It has been, in July this year, it'll be 11 years since I left ESPN. And and upon my exit, I did uh, what we used to do a long time ago was the Dan Patrick exit interview. You guys remember that? When he has people who've left ESPN, they come and do like a long interview with him on his show. And in it, I talked about how um, in the last football season I was there, we were told unequivocally to talk. You couldn't talk enough Tim Tebow. Couldn't talk enough Tim Tebow. And the problem with it is that I don't think it's as much a talent 
issue as much as a producer issue. Like, hey, I'm just trying to do what my boss says. And my point was always like, when it makes sense, absolutely. When it doesn't, it feels forced and we look like idiots. And what they had gotten was from all the numbers saying, when you talk about Tebow, all our numbers are up. And that was during Tebow time. If we remember back, that was just, it was a fascinating time where you're like, I don't know how they keep winning these games. Shibby pointed out that there were a lot of games which they're playing against bad teams and the defense was incredible. The kicker was incredible. And he made a couple of plays that they won games and it became a thing. But it got to the point of pure comedy where they just started talking about Tebow so much. You're like, oh my goodness. Now LeBron James is a million times the player in his sport that Tim Tebow was as a professional quarterback. Are we okay with that? And a million times. I don't believe he's the greatest ever, but enough people do to say he's in the conversation at least. And he's in anybody's top 10 all time as a player. He's the all time NBA scoring leader. Plus he has an association with a bunch of other brands and he's been doing it for so long. There's not a human being alive that can't associate LeBron James with the NBA. But I, I saw Charles Barkley do it last night, and a lot of other people did the same. We're like, man, I turned on the daily TV shows, and they weren't talking about the Nuggets. They were talking about the Lakers. But as much as that's a producer problem, in tra- the, the reality is we have a week and a half before the games begin to talk about the Nuggets. We got the NBA Finals, and then after the NBA Finals, whoever wins, we'll get a victory parade, and we'll talk about them some. And, of course, we'll say, is this the beginning of a, de- a dynasty? Right? That conversation. If the Nuggets win, it'll be like, is this the beginning of a dynasty? If it's the Celtics, it'll be, is this the beginning of the Celtics dynasty? And greatest comeback of all time, down three games to none. And if it's the Heat, it's, is there a better culture in all the sports than the Heat? Right? I can already write for you what the, what the A-block script will be. But the reality is, like, LeBron James is bigger than the Denver Nuggets. He is the drawing card. It is a story when, for the first time ever, he says, like, you know, I might not want to play basketball anymore. So I I understand we all hate FM radio when we were kids. Why do they keep playing Pour Some Sugar on Me? Pour some sugar on me. Right? Why, why did Chumba Wamba's song, I'll get knocked down, but I'll get up again. Right? We're starting in summer radio. I got picked up in second grade. Okay? And um, the coach who would drive me to two different basketball camps he had one of those small Toyota trucks with a camper on the back, and we listened to Kiss FM, and without fail, I would hear, borderline. Feels like it's going to lose my Rick D's in the morning. Tell us what time it is. But we all get tired of the same songs being played over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? Do you know why they do that? Because people like those songs. All of the numbers would tell you that works. That they don't listen to radio all day long and you're in and you're out and you want to hear your favorite songs. And oh yeah, by the way, if you're listening the entire day, you're already a P1 listener. We got you. We don't have to worry about you. You're always going to listen to our station. So this is me actually defending those daily talk shows that all day yesterday, all they talked about is, will LeBron James retire? 
because that's what you do. Team loses, they're the story, especially when the LeBron, and then the victor gets more talk later on down the road. Let's get to the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. The show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. The Midway can be a sports topic. can be a non-sports topic. Anything to get us through our week, right? What do we land on, Jace 2 All right. So the text this morning, just to let the listeners behind the curtain here. I have a couple ideas. But how about this one? Dan started this yesterday in game time. Bands we enjoyed most live. Or the converse to that would be bands that let us down live. I have a, examples of both. And then you contributed. How about, do you like a band to play the song like it sounds on the album? Which I think is a great one because when I would go to see Stevie Nicks, I've seen her a couple of times now. And she really likes to riff and do a different version of Landslide live. And you get frustrated. Landslide is an amazing recorded song. We all love it. Just because you're sick of playing it doesn't mean we're sick of hearing it the way it's supposed to be sung. So I think that's a good point. Now, did you have an example, Doug, of of a song that you heard I mean, every live, concert like, every concert I go on? to I'm torn by this this question how are they going to play my favorite songs are they going to play them like they sound the album or are they going to go you know and then go on these I don't mind I like it as it's as it's supposed to come out yep or as it's written and, and recorded and where I will allow them their creative freedom is af- is like if they want to riff afterwards go for it but play the song as it's meant as I feel like it's meant to be played uh, what about you, Dan Byer? I usually like it played how it's going to be played. However, what I do really like is when there's a like a riff or just some playing between songs, and then all of a sudden you hear like the first note of that popular song. Oh, that kicks ass! And the crowd yeah, like goes, goes crazy. crazy, as opposed to you know Def Leppard being like. This is Love Bites. You can only like do that once a concert, but if you're announcing your entire playlist beforehand, it takes away some of the drama. I like it when all of a sudden you hear, you're like, oh, wait, oh, snap, here it comes. That's yeah, they, they I, start doing some guitar solo, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, like, I picture that. I've never, I've, I haven't been to Pearl Jam since Lollapalooza, so I want to go to Pearl Jam. But like, you fit bigger than playing some like guitar solo, and then all of a sudden, I, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. You're like, oh my God, yellow lead battery, here it comes. Ramos, what about you? I like to hear the songs the way they were. And this is, I brought this up to Jason. I saw Paul McCartney in 1991, 1996, and I believe 2003. Because he could sing then. He was still in his younger age. Now he's about 80 years old. I've heard him sing now, and it's not the same sound. I, I want to keep that in my mind. I don't want to go see him now and have the songs of my greatness that he list, that I listen to sound like an 80-year-old man. Because your voice changes. Let's, let's be honest. When you get to be a certain age, your voice does change. And you can't get to those high notes anymore. What are you talking about? God. 
So anyway, yeah, I, I like to hear the songs where they are, but I do agree with Dan. Every once in a while, if they're singing a song, like, you know, let's say I saw the Eagles, they were singing Hotel California, and in the middle, they don't do the guitar solo exactly the way it was, but it's a little bit uh, different. I'm okay with that, as long as it gets back to the song the way it was supposed to be. So if that makes any sense to anybody Yeah, it's here. just like a detour. Like a little detour. Then, yeah, warm right. smell of Kalitas or Kali- warm smell of, I mean, we, we know they're talking about marijuana, but what was it? <laughs> warm, warm smell of Kalitas? Kalitas? Warm smell of Politas? Kalitas? Well, this is a whole other story. Dan and I, we talked about this a long time ago. When you don't know the words of the songs and you just make up the words because you think that's what it is, but it has nothing. So that's a different story. It's but. Kalitas. Warm smell of Kalitas. Interesting. Uh, but uh, what's that one? Um, but it's supposed to be. This is from the Guardian. An unpleasant bowel disease caused by eating too many refried beans. <laughs> so there's a song. Um, <laughs> Jeez, there's a song by on. the by the Doobie Brothers called "Listen to the Music." Yeah. I love that song. That- Listen to the music. And I for Whoa. for 45 years of my life until about five years ago, I thought it was. Rhythm in the music. <laughs> rhythm in the music. And the only problem with that is, not only is it the chorus of the song, it's the name of the song, right. Listen to the Music. Right. I never put those two together. <laughs> but um, next week I'm going uh, to my favorite concert venue in, in uh, L.A. The Greek? To, to watch a band I know isn't good live. The Greek? The, the Greek. Canyon Club in uh, the mall in San Clarita. <laughs> Literally they yeah. moved out like the... JC Penny or something and put a club in. That's kind of cool, actually. No, it's not. Well, it's it's not, but it's okay. I mean, it's a cool idea, a cool concept because yeah. malls are, you know, malls are like they yeah. have these gigantic big box stores that no longer yeah. exist. It's a great idea. The thought it was the thought that counts. I think ahead, Jason, I think that people can start using them for like youth sports, like basketball, volleyball, whatever. Like you're looking, it's big shells, whatever. Anyway, so you're go- who are you going to see live? All right, so um, one of my favorite bands, like current bands, is The National, and they do great recorded music. They have great albums. The National, okay. I've the seen National them. Sports Daily. That was a good paper. Do you guys like that? <laughs> National Sports that Daily. So good. Um, I've seen them three times, and I feel underwhelmed every time I walk out. I I just that's not a good live band so i know what i'm getting myself into next tuesday but the greek is so uh it's so iconic and i love it i love being there i'll watch them underwhelm me because of the the venue do you have any other bands do you have any bands like that that you've seen live and they're like ah that wasn't that great well i i saw smashing pumpkins with grace at the iheart theater this was like last week or the week before they were amazing but i do remember watching them uh, this is in 97 at, uh, it's now called the Honda Center. It used to be the when Arrowhead Pond. at the Pond. height of their popularity. Peak of popularity. It was like the end of their tour. And uh, I want to say he walked off. Like he was. <laughs> Billy Corgan? Yeah. <laughs> he just said, bye. Thanks a lot. And he did not sound good. Do all the concerts you go to, the headliners just leave? That's I mean, right. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah. I, That's I, I left right before. But that was in 97, so but that one I remember. Um, that aren't good live. Well, my my favorite, it's it's they weren't something they're not good, okay? But the Zach Brown Band, um, they had toured, I know they toured, I think with the Dead, I know they toured with Dave Matthews Band. So they go off on these long artistic instrumental riffs at the end of every song. 
And I saw them on their first tour. So they had one album to go off of, like eight songs. And I mean, everyone was like stretching. And we're just like, dude. And it was a Sunday night concert in uh, in Hartford. And I was like, we got to wrap this thing. (laughs) Like you guys are seriously stretching. Like it's, you know, if it's, if even you have 10 songs recording and they're three and a half minutes long, like that's not enough for an hour and a half set. You know, it's like rambling, not a lot to say. Also, they might be the ugliest band you've ever seen. There's outside of Zach Brown, who's a relatively decent looking guy. The rest of them legit look like they just are people of Walmart. That's what they look like. And there are also those type of people, too, that want to go to a concert to hear the hit songs. And then there are like the diehard fans, like Bruce Springsteen falls, I believe, into this category where people are like, he didn't play, you know, running down the street. I'm like, yeah, because I don't think anybody knows that song. (laughs) But yet the diehard fans follow him around like, is he going to do running on the street tonight? I'm like, I hope not. (laughs) Because I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, you know, Glory Days and whatever the songs that I actually enjoyed listening on the radio. But I understand the guy does a four-hour concert. He's got to throw something in there, right? I'll tell you something unique that I've run into a couple of times. And I've told this story, and I told it uh, last week as well, but... The Michael McDonald concert that I went to where he lost his voice. Toto was the opening act. And Toto saved the day. But you still leave with a bad taste in your mouth. Toto saved the day? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Toto was great. And the, uh, the part about that is everybody knows Toto. Everybody knows Michael McDonald. When you go to like the two band that you know, not just like an opening act, like it's almost like equal billing. Sometimes the first one overshadows the second one, and that can change how you view the concert. So the second the second act, you kind of want to be like, so-and-so was good, and Toto was good, but Michael McDonald blew the roof off. You're like, that's a good night. It's a letdown sometimes when the second act is not as good because you leave kind of uninspired. No doubt. Um, Marilyn Manson opened for uh, Hole. What's, uh, what's her face's band? Courtney Love's band in 97, I, w- I want to say. And uh, Marilyn Manson just brought this place down. And uh, Courtney Love came on, and she was, like, criticizing the crowd for how not into them they were. Like, that's a tough act to follow, especially Marilyn Manson in his heyday. Uh, but that's exact. That's an exact example of that. My, my brother, first time he saw, um, he went to see Big Head Todd and the Monsters in Ames, Iowa. Hooting the Blowfish opened for him. And he called me after the concert and was like, hey, dude, go down to the warehouse. That was the local record store and get Hootie and the Blowfish's album. It's called Cracked Rear View. Went and got it. Listened to every track. I'm still a Big Head Todd fan, but obviously one overwhelmed the other. Suzanne took me to go see. She wanted to see Britney Spears. So we went and saw Britney Spears at the forum, I think it was. But the opening act was the act that that did it and that was the Pussycat Dolls I know this is a mm. shocking trend wow. uh, yeah I would never have thought it and when they were done I'm like I was actually screaming more Pussycat Dolls <laughs> <laughs> we want more Pussycat Dolls we Leaves want more Pussycat oh, Dolls leaves it limp did leaves I ever, it limp did I ever tell you about the time <laughs> I, I went to see uh, Jermaine Dupri no. Yeah, and this was like in 2008, 2009, and there was this opening act, 
and they were called Migos. And I told everybody, and I knew Migos before everybody else. <laughs> I was telling Have everybody you- in the locker room, I'm like, you got to hear this this band, this group. <laughs> I, I, I almost feel a little sympathy for LeBron. Did you guys hear what he said about the Carmelo Anthony thing? No. You know, I did. I, you almost you feel bad for him. Because he goes, because he goes, I know you all think I'm lying, all right, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I knew about the video because I recorded it for him like a week ago, and I was actually, I was at his first uh, playoff game in Denver. And then, you know, people were like, and he's like, uh, I know you think I'm lying. And then people do research, like, actually his first playoff game in Denver was on the road <laughs> against Minnesota. <laughs> Well, that's a problem with crying wolf. When you actually need help because there's a wolf, that's that's LeBron. He's lied so many times. The one time he's telling the truth. No LeBron, it's called LeBron. <laughs> so we've all determined that we like songs to be played the way in which yes. they're recorded. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm sorry, I never really answered. I saw Tears for Fears. Yeah, everything sounded like it should, and it was an amazing, magical oh, night. Sounds good. You to know, me. everybody wants to rule the world. Yes, they just do. Did they play all the songs from the Big Chair? Yes, they played. They played everything. There was nothing like this is off our new album. And now they do have a new album out. But at that time, it was all hit after hit after hit. The Midway. I'd like to see that. Tears for Fears. Did you like the Cure? Look, you guys look like guys like the Cure. Did you like the Cure? Oh yeah. <laughs> they were at the Hollywood uh, Bowl. They were at the Bowl last yeah. week. Yeah. It, he's hard to look at. Um, Robert Smith. Oh yeah. No, he's he has not aged well, and he still does the makeup. But their their music is outstanding, by the way. I I love the Cure. Oh God, he is tough to look at. Whoa, whoa! He gives the boogeyman nightmares. And that's that's the midway. The midway. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Toto? Is Toto? Yeah. My daughter Grace loves little Toto. Of course, uh, Africa is their favorite song. That's like their most favorite song, right? Their most popular song, yes. Most popular song, thank you. Most downloaded song. Um, let's welcome in Daniel Jeremiah, co-host of Move the Sticks podcast, NFL analyst. And of course, he's also uh, an analyst for the Chargers games on the uh, Chargers radio network. When you last concert you went to DJ. Oh gosh. You'll laugh at this. I went to uh Michael Buble concert. True story. Okay. Do you have Michael Buble albums or you or downloaded them? No, no, my, my, uh, my dad loves him. So he took all the kids and our spouses uh, to the Michael Buble concert. It was actually, it was a really good concert. No, he he's amazing. Really good performer. He, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's a crooner. Yeah. He's, ama- he's amazing. Um, I, we only asked because we were having a discussion. When you go to a concert, do you like the songs to be sung the same way they're recorded? Or do you like them to take some poetic license with it? Because when they take a little poetic license, you know that it's not, you know, they're not lip syncing. Uh, which do you prefer? I, I, I want to hear it the way I heard it on the radio when I fell in love with the song. And the, my worst thing, the worst thing is when they when they put the microphone out to the crowd. Like, I, I didn't pay all this money to come hear the drunk guy next to me sing the song. I paid to hear you sing the song. That's a good point. Did you do tell people to shut up? Shut up! I'm listening to the song! Like, uh, <laughs> no. uh, what, what was no. that? Uh, what was the hockey movie? Slapshot, right? When the guy stood, there, when the official ref's trying to talk to the Hanson brothers during the national anthem, and they're like, "I'm listening yeah, to this." That's a dated reference. Um, let's get to some NFL stuff, shall we? Shall we? Uh, boy, NFL, NFL, NFL. I'm kidding. Um, Aaron Rodgers is at OTAs. 
Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. missed one session of OTAs. Now he's there. I know people will come out, and I'm I'm usually that way. We're like, dude, you sign a big contract, plus you have a new offensive coordinator. You need to be there. What what's really discussed in NFL front offices in regards to star quarterbacks at OTAs? Well, I mean, obviously it's a preference. Um, I think the more time you have in one place, the more forgiving you might be for uh, maybe not being there for all of it. Um, I think, you know, anytime you get a new contract, anytime you have a new coordinator, anytime you go to a new city, I think those are easy sell, uh, easy sales pitch. Like, Hey, you need to be here um, during the off season stuff. But now with the way these guys all, you know, get their, their, you know, their group together and go stu- do stuff on their own in California, Florida, you know, beach in Puerto Rico, wherever they are. I-, I feel like these guys, most of them have a really good handle on what they need to get ready for the season. Um, how different do you think the Ravens will look with Todd Munkin as their offensive coordinator? It's going to look a little, um, I- I'm curious to see, you know, how it all comes together and, and how they're going to orchestrate it. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm uh, I'm fascinated to see what this offense looks like. I just think, you know, with, with Greg Roman, it was a run-run pass offense, and, you know, everything was gun runs. Um, so I'm curious to see how, how much different it is really going to look here with Todd Mocken. It should be pointed out that, granted, different, completely different athlete with Stetson Bennett at quarterback – but they did have a lot of design runs for Stetson Bennett, and that worked to gr- uh, gr- you know. And I, I don't know if he does that with Lamar. I would I would guess that you would. Why wouldn't you? But just because they're yeah. not running read option doesn't mean they're not going to have design runs on dropbacks. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, you know that was that's obviously been a part of what they've done. But I think it's the difference between sprinkling something in versus majoring in something. And even you know Lamar the last few years has done less of that, which I I kind of argued takes away what makes him so special and so good. So there's a sweet spot in there. There's a balance in there that um, I think that takes a little while to find. Austin Eckler got, he got some incentives, you know, over a million in possible incentives added to sweeten the deal. No new contract. What's that mean for, obviously that means he'll be in camp and not no, you know, no, no talk of holding out or being traded. What does that mean for him long-term with the Chargers? I think this is a total win-win, you know, Michael Scott, win, 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 maybe Uh, if you're a fan of the team, I guess you win as well. But uh, no, I mean, look, this, this, this solves a short-term problem, you know, from a long-term standpoint, I think, you know, he's going to be in a, it's going to be a similar situation where what he, you know, desires and wants on the open market versus what you can actually get you know, that can be two different things. And so, you know, I, I think this this is a good faith gesture by the Chargers. They didn't need to do this. So to put this together for him, to give him an opportunity to make potentially, you know, a, a nice little extra chunk for just doing what he's done over the last few years. Um, I thought that was a nice gesture on their part. And for Eckler, I think maybe that uh, keeps that door open for them with the Chargers going forward. If they had played hardball and said, look, you've got a contract, you can play it out. You know, we gave you the, the, the option to go out there and try and find somebody to take on your deal and trade for you. And that didn't happen. So we hold all the cards that your contract is what it is. I think then that bridge had been torched. Uh, but I thought this was a pretty good faith gesture on the part of the team. And, and maybe that doesn't completely close his chapter there with the Chargers after with the year. The, with the new kickoff rules. Are we taking away from the core of what football is? Definitely going to be different. Um, you know, it, it, 
man, it's it's a it's not a major part of the game, and I special teams guys get mad at me for saying that, but it is it is a it's been a crucial part of the game. How many games have you seen? You know, one because of a big return. I mean, that, like I I go back to when I was working with the Ravens in the early 2000s when Dante Hall was doing his thing with the Chiefs. Like that dude won them games. Um, on returns, I mean, it's we see it each and every year where key games, big games, are won by a return, and I think it does take away an exciting element. I don't want to overstate it and say every single game features big returns that have big impact on the game, and I don't want to uh, undervalue the you know the work that's been done on the health and concussions and all those uh, studies. So I get why they're doing it, Doug. I think we're going to miss out on. You know, maybe twenty to twenty, you know, twenty-five to thirty exciting plays on the NFL season. Which I guess, if you're looking at from a health standpoint, was a, a trade they didn't want to make. What do you think? Who do you think ultimately is the quarterback for the Niners? Well, that's a great question. I mean, Pur- Purdy is is what they've stated, just under the assumption he comes back and healthy. I'm just not a, quite as confident. That that arm bounces back, you know, from from a procedure like that, and and you're going to see the exact same guy. That I have a, some some doubt there. So then it becomes, well, if he's not ready to roll, then is it Sam Darnold? Is it Trey Lance? You know, you've seen puff pieces on both of them in the off season. Um, so you know, what 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 do you believe from that standpoint? I would say I would probably lean towards Sam just because he's got more experience um, and would just be. Uh, a little bit further along in his development, but uh, yeah, it's it's wide open. I, I know they've got three guys that they feel pretty good about from from what I've heard. So um, my thing is, I'm just not confident that Brock Purdy's going to be as as physically healthy as early as some people are projecting. Um, there's a, apparently tampering charges um, by the Eagles onto the Cardinals because the Cardinals hired Jonathan Gannon, who's their was their defensive coordinator. Of course, uh, part of the, the, the game plan that, you know, that, 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 that gave us so many points in the Super Bowl was this flaw in how the Eagles switched off in, in motion plays, right? And Howie Roseman mm-hmm. went on, I think, pro football talk and, and talked about it, that they felt like, uh, one, they, they want to meet with him the day of the Super Bowl and that his prep wasn't, uh, wasn't what it should have been. What's the legitimacy to that? In NFL circles, how much are people t- discussing it? Well, this is the first I've heard of it. You know, I, I have not heard. I mean, I knew, obviously, about the, the penalty and they, they what swapped picks, I think, in the draft was what, they, what the league ended up doing um, to, to punish the Cardinals and, and, uh, and Gannon for what took place there. But I have not, that was the last I had heard of it. I hadn't heard any more. I hadn't heard this little uh, uh, audio clip or whatever that you're referencing there with PFT with, with Howie. Um, so that that that's news to me hearing that for the first time. But that would be pretty disappointing if that was the case. That you know you would allow yourself to get distracted and and, and uh, have an impact on preparing for the biggest game in so many people's lives. That would be pretty disappointing. But I don't have any information yeah. to corroborate how, that. How he denied it, but it's Florio saying like, yeah, this is kind of what what's what's out there. And obviously there has he didn't how he didn't want to make public what is a what is to now kind of a private sort of dispute between between the two teams. Um, okay, I I give you a in the spirit of the NBA where we get accused, rightfully yeah. so, of talking too much about LeBron. I like to challenge ourselves to talk about other teams. W- what about the Vikings? Right, we're sitting here. Y- you gotta 
you got to wonder, it does look like the Packers have a better roster than they've had in a while, but such an unknown at quarterback. Bears are are so new in the rebuild process. The Lions are fun and look good, but I don't know how much buy-in there truly is at quarterback. And then there's the the Vikings. What are you to make of what they've done so far in the offseason? Well, I love the pick of Jordan Addison in the draft. Um, you know, you, you bring in Byron Murphy as a corner, who I really like coming over from Arizona. So those are a couple of good additions. Um, you know, this team, gosh, what they win? They won like 13 games last year. Correct. Um, and, I'm, and and again, this is like this is like the basketball thing. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about the Vikings. Even Kirk Cousins come back another year, right? How long they all that stuff? That's really the only thing people talk about with the Vikings. But thirteen games with a new head, with a rookie head coach, and it was pretty good. So uh, Bucky and I were talking about this on our podcast today. We did a we did a quarterback draft. Okay. So we said, okay, who would you want on your team going into this next season? Throw out everything you've accomplished, whatever. So. Uh, uh, we did five rounds, Doug, so that's ten quarterbacks. We had eight AFC quarterbacks and two NFC quarterbacks. And the two NFC ones were Jalen Hurts and Philly, and then I took Stafford with my last pick. And that Stafford one, you could argue, you know, you could probably go and, you know, with a couple other guys there. So what I'm what I'm getting at is if, if you're a team like the Minnesota Vikings, like, you got to beat, you know, hopefully you wouldn't have to play both of them, but maybe, you know, you've got to beat, San Francisco or Philly, worst case scenario, both. But you're not going to have to run the quarterback gauntlet. And you could make a case that Kirk Cousins is one of the three best quarterbacks in the entire conference. Agreed. Um, so, from and you're talking about a team that won 13 games and a first year head coach. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think there's, uh, I think the NFC is pretty wide open. And I think a team like that, nobody's, nobody's talking about them at all. Yeah, I could not uh, agree with you more. Um, Dana Jeremiah. Noted Padres fan and, of course, uh, listener of Michael Buble, big Buble, uh, big Buble guy. Um, can't wait to see. It feels s- good, Doug. It feels good. It does feel good. It's it feeling good. good. That's that's very nicely done. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, buddy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Their heart playing with pride. They did it, and they roar from behind, and they send a message to the Miami Heat that we're not done yet. The final score in game four, Boston 116, Miami 99. That's from WBZ, 98.5 The Sports Hub, Celtics Radio Network, our progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things easier, help you bundle your home, car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Oh, let's talk the hockey, the pucks. Hey, two lies, one cup. Now, it's time for two lies, one cup. There are three stories, only one of which are true. Let's find out if John Ramos can identify the false Stories. Let's start today with Dan Byer. Oh, all right. Uh, first dibs. Uh, John Aiden Hill stopped all 34 shots for the Golden Knights as they are one game away from advancing to the Stanley Cup. Final score from Dallas Tuesday night Golden Knights four, stars nothing. John, that is not the correct story. It is not. The correct story is Josh Strapp got two goals and assist for Golden Knights in their. Four nothing game three win over stars. Vegas now leads series three games to none. Yeah, neither of those are correct, John. What happened last night in the Stanley Cup playoffs was this Colin DeCops scored two second period goals for the Golden Knights to take game three of their Western Conference, oh, Conference final series over Dallas four to nothing. 
Vegas is now up three to nothing in the series, John. The Cullen de Cup's good player. Good player. These are all these ones. These are always all tough. Um I believe here, I want to say he said jock strap, but I, is that true? <laughs> jock strap. Jock, jock strap. Okay. So I would say that is a lie. Um, you I'm going to see right dirty Dan, player. That, was, okay. that is correct. That is, that is was a, a dirty lie. player. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jason, who <laughs> has done a lot better of, of keeping the laughter in when he says calling all the cops. No, calling the cops. Calling the cops. Calling the cops. Yeah, so Dan calling Byer Dan Byer will be our, our, our truth today. That, that <laughs> is correct. John Ramos, the sleuth, able to figure it all out. Jacques Strap, a lot up front, not much in the back, the back end. That was also the lie. Good work, John Ramos. The Press. Fire, what do you got? All right, the disrespect continues. Artie Burns signed with the Seahawks recently, cornerback going back to Seattle. Uh, Tariq Woolen's got a knee issue, so they'll, uh, they've added a corner. But it's the jersey number that is being worn by Artie Burns. The Seahawks have given Burns jersey number three, mm. previously worn by Russell Wilson. I mean, the number's not retired. He's still playing in the NFL. Should it be a protective number? <sighs> Did he wear so, three previously? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because he wasn't allowed previously? Yeah. yeah, and I think prior to that. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, I don't either. That's why. And honestly... You know, if Artie, no disrespect, Artie Burns, but I'm going to completely disrespect you. Artie Burns shouldn't have the cachet to be like, no, I want number three. Then you just go find another cornerback if he doesn't want to wear it, if you wanted to protect it. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I, I saw something on, I saw something on Twitter, you know, the other day of greatest Seahawk ever, and it's just. Uh, well, you know, Largent and Walter Jones are the two, but it's really difficult to argue. Uh, you know, and Russell Wilson had some great years, you know. No question. But yeah, I still Unlimited wouldn't put years. him number Unlimited one. Unlimited years. I still wouldn't put him number one, but I do think it's pretty quick moving on. But they reassigned Richard Sherman's number 25. So they've done this, you know, they've done this before, but uh, it just took a year for them Did to move on. Did you see this story? I got Russell a story Wilson. for you. Can I do a story in the press? Yeah, absolutely. Two University of Cincinnati baseball officials were dismissed amid, uh, amid potential NCAA infractions penalty during a game. During a game. Two baseball guys. Not one's a game. A, yes, not a, a game. During a game, apparently alleged to involved in some sort of sports betting. They're Dobo, the director of baseball ops, Andy Nagel, and an assistant coach, Kyle Sprague, fired in game because of alleged some connection to gambling. <laughs> so, so Ohio launched sports betting on January 1, I believe. Yes. So it's been five months, and we've gotten two UC officials canned and the Alabama coach remember happened at Great American Ballpark wow. in Cincinnati. Yeah. Adrian Peterson says he's not done at 38 he wants to play in the NFL again. Dude's watching LeBron. Uh, Adrian Peterson needs the money too, right? Didn't he have, didn't he lose a bunch of his money? Yeah. yeah, possibly. Yes. They had a picture of him in a Seahawks uniform and I completely forgot he played for the Seahawks. They're my team. Didn't he play wasn't like one game and like he got yeah. the ball in the first half a couple times. He scored a he touchdown, like, yeah. yeah. Play for the Titans. Him, they're too. like, give him the ball again. Like, oh God, now he looks old. <laughs> 
That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Uh, all right, I got uh, the In the Bonus pod, which is upcoming. There is a baseball pick on there for you. In the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow. Get you ready for Game 5 in Boston. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.